Hello and welcome to Bite Size Strategy, the podcast that provides you with less fluff and more stuff that you can actually use to grow your brand online. In every episode, we cut the banter, we get down to business, and we talk actionable tips and tricks for online marketing, copywriting, optimizing your website, and more. I'm your host, Ashley Kay, a web designer, digital strategist, and all-around nerd. If you would like to connect with me in between episodes, you can give me a follow on Instagram at builditandblossom or check out builditandblossom.com for more. Hello friends, how's it going? How was your Super Bowl Sunday? Because yep, we are coming off of Super Bowl weekend, which is really, really exciting, right? Yeah, not so much. I don't know about you. (laughs) I feel like such a hater. I feel like such a jerk, but I don't find the Super Bowl to be that exciting. I was actually really hoping for another Tom Brady Super Bowl this year, and I know that sounds crazy. Uh, Historically, I have not been a Tom Brady fan, but uh, I started watching this documentary. It's called Man in the Arena, and there's like an episode for every year that Tom Brady went to the Super Bowl. Was not expecting to like the documentary at all. Ended up finding it pretty inspiring, and because of that, I was really hoping to see Tom Brady in one more Super Bowl now that I've kind of gotten this like newfound appreciation for him, right? Of course, we didn't get that. We did not get a Tom Brady Super Bowl. We got a LA Rams and Cincinnati Bengals Super Bowl. Cool to see the Bengals go to the Super Bowl. Sucks for the fans that they did not, spoiler alert, win the Super Bowl. Um, But yeah, that that was the game. The halftime show I thought was okay. I know no one's asking my opinion, but it was cool to see 50 Cent hanging upside down, I guess, right? And then the commercials. Hmm. Now, I know there are people who watch the Super Bowl primarily to check out the commercials. Like, they're all in. They don't care about the game. They just care about the commercials. I'm not one of those people, but I can appreciate it, you know? I'm, I'm really curious, if you are one of those people who only watch the Super Bowl for the commercials, what did you think about this year's commercials? Because personally, I was not that impressed. I can't really think of any that really stand out or stuck with me. Um, I saw there was a Scientology one. There was one for, was it like Kit Kats? Something with like the sloth. Oh, no, it was Doritos, right? Doritos. Oh, there was the Paul Rudd Lay's commercial. And then there was the one with the robot dog, and (laughs) I thought that one was really touching. So if you didn't watch, there's, like, this robot dog running around, and then he's jumping in the air because he's following, like, this guy driving a car, and he's jumping off a building, and as he is mid-fall, his batteries give out, the robot dog's batteries, that is. They give out, and the robot dog crashes, and I believe the driver of the car that he was chasing is like, oh, hey, buddy, like, let me hook you up to my electric car charger. And I think that the commercial was an advertisement for this electric car charger, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know, like I say, they really didn't stick with me. About my biggest takeaway was like, oh, a robot dog, that would be cool. If they made those, I'd totally buy one. (laughs) But of course, they don't sell the robot dogs. They only sell the car charger, and I don't have an electric car, so I didn't really care. (sighs) Yeah. So that was that. A lot of crypto commercials I noticed. Yeah, I don't know. What did you guys think? I'm actually curious to hear your thoughts. Uh, So reach out to me if you want to talk Super Bowl commercials. Tell me what I'm missing. Tell me what your favorite one was because I don't know. 
tell me, do you want a robot dog like I do? I think it would be awesome. Anyway, enough of that. Let's get into our episode this week. Here we go. If you remember all the way back to episode seven, that was, I don't know, how many weeks ago was that? We're in episode 15 right now. 15 minus seven, eight. My math isn't the fastest. (laughs) But about eight weeks ago, in episode seven, we talked about choice paralysis, the dangers of too many options. And in this episode, we discussed the point when too many choices begin causing problems. We know that choice is good, but when there are too many choices, well, we're prone to become overwhelmed and sometimes we just avoid making a decision at all. And that's why when you're thinking about whatever you're putting out there into the world online, or really anywhere, you should absolutely prioritize streamlining. So online, don't include too many options. Don't include too many call to action buttons on your website. You're likely to confuse and overwhelm your visitors. And when it comes to your business's offerings structure, simplify them. So simplify your offerings and focus on making the things you do well the absolute best they can be. It's better to keep things simple and a little bit more on the limited side and make sure you're really doing those things well than trying to branch out in way too many directions, offering way too many options for people because people get overwhelmed by choice. So this whole concept of choice paralysis, which this is a very brief summary, by the way, if you want to learn more about it, definitely check out episode seven. But the whole concept of choice paralysis has been studied and written about by psychology professor Barry Schwartz. Now, I got to say, what's odd is how before I started publishing this podcast, I had never heard of Barry Schwartz before. And that says more about me and how out of touch I am than it does about how well-known and respected Barry Schwartz is, by the way. But anyway, like all of a sudden, I am seeing Barry Schwartz pop up everywhere, including this past week when I was reading about maximizers and satisficers. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So fun fact here, I find myself Googling whatever is on my mind throughout the day. <laughs> like I will, I will just open a new tab sometimes. I'll pop it open and I'll type something like, oh, please help me into Google. It sounds ridiculous. It kind of is, but it makes me feel like 2% better just typing it out and pressing enter and just admitting like, oh my God, I need help. I'm overwhelmed, right? <laughs> Or yeah, maybe I'm just crazy. But anyway, last week I was a little fed up with myself. So my Google searches included questions like, why do I make everything harder on myself than it needs to be? And also questions like, why do I feel like I am constantly seeking out the next big thing? I don't know if that's totally true of me, but sometimes I feel like it is. I don't know, maybe you can relate. And personally, I'm still kind of working on an answer to those questions. But in my search, I did stumble on some helpful articles, some interesting concepts. And one of the articles that I stumbled on describes maximizers versus satisficers. And guess who has explored this concept as well? Mm -hmm. None other than Professor Barry Schwartz. All comes full circle, you know? And before we get any further, I want to give you a general definition of maximizers and satisficers, because if you were like me last week, you have never heard of these two terms in your life. To quote Professor Schwartz, maximizers are people who want the very best. 
Satisficers are people who want good enough. And when you put it that way, being a maximizer doesn't sound that bad, right? Striving for the very best, nothing wrong with that. Oh, but wait. Where maximizers run into issues, because they do, is that although they want to, it's impossible to properly examine all choices. There are simply too many of them out there. At some point, a decision has to be made, and it's usually a good decision, but to a maximizer, all they can focus on is that a better decision may have existed. A better path may be out there somewhere. And to quote Schwartz again, maximizers make good decisions and end up feeling bad about them. Satisficers make good decisions and end up feeling good. So, You can start to see where being a maximizer can be a real thorn in one side. And of course, like so many things in life, this isn't a black and white thing. There's gray area here. Most of us aren't going to be all maximizer through and through all the time. It's a sliding scale, and it's also reported that one becomes more satisficing in nature as they age. And of course, it also depends on the decision or type of decision that is being made. You could be more of a maximizer when it comes to work, for example, but completely satisficing when it comes to making decisions about buying furniture or where to go on vacation. I see the maximizing side of myself come out mostly when it comes to my work online, but also with making decisions about where to eat. So this past weekend, not Super Bowl weekend, but the weekend before that, uh, my partner and I, we wanted to go out and grab an afternoon beer. I live in LA. There are a lot of possibilities out there, a lot of places we haven't been. We do have our favorite spots, but in this like new, like kind of post-pandemic 2022 world, we really like we just want to branch out. We want to start trying new things and make some new memories and go places that we don't associate in our minds with like 2019 pre-pandemic. It's just we want to try something new, you know? So what happened is I found myself this past weekend analyzing all of the choices out there, all of the choices. I hopped on Yelp to see what's out there. I look at the ratings. I look at the photos to make sure that they fit our vibe. I read through recent reviews to make sure that most people have been generally happy with their experience lately. And then I check the map. I get a feel for how difficult parking may be because I'm I'm not about that life where you drive there and it takes 20 minutes to find the parking spot. I hate that. Um, And then like I'll also check the clock, you know, I'll be like, are there any games on that could make the place too rowdy or too loud or too whatever? There are like so many factors and things to analyze. What if I suggest we go to this place, but it ends up not being as good as the ratings and reviews say it is? Or what if it's not as good as our usual trusted spots? Like these are all things that come into my mind. But like it's only a beer (laughs) and pretty much all beer is good beer. You know what I mean? And it's only one hour out of one afternoon. If it's not a perfect decision, who cares, right? It's small potatoes. But that's a concept that is a little bit hard to grasp for a maximizer because maximizers feel compelled to examine all options out there before making a decision. And they frequently experience regret, self-blame, less commitment to the choice they do make, and just less overall well-being on the whole. And there's a study out there that was published by Psychological Science, 
And in the study, they found that while maximizing college grads landed higher paying jobs than their satisfying counterparts, they ended up reporting less happiness overall. So maximizers aren't totally satisfied. They're restless. They're prone to depression. And what's really interesting is that maximizers aren't always going to pick the right decision anyway, because there are times when that maximizing behavior or the behaviors that go along with this whole maximizing mindset, there are times when it really kind of messes with you. And there was another study that was put out back in 2011, and that study essentially found that overthinking that maximizers are prone to cause maximizers to make less accurate predictions for outcomes when it came to like sporting events. That's what this particular study was looking at. Satisficers made better predictions than maximizers. Okay, why are we talking about this today? You may be asking me, how does this even relate to digital strategy and growing my brand online? I'm here for the digital strategy tips and tricks. Well, let me tell you, it's because as a solopreneur or small business owner or whatever you call yourself, there are endless decisions that need to be made. Effective decision making is key. And it's such an important part of successfully leading your business. I took a course that was literally called strategic decision making as part of my master's coursework. It was required. Improving your decision making skills is extremely important for not just growth, but long term sustainability. And personally, I also routinely encounter clients who get stuck making even the smallest, slightest of decisions, decisions that ultimately are not going to have much impact, if any, on their bottom line. So I have clients who will edit their copy eight times, delaying the launch of their website, sometimes for years because they're wordsmithing. I have clients who have put off growing their email list because they can't decide on an email marketing software. I have clients who will want to change strategies even after they've made those decisions because they were influenced by what someone else was doing. I've also had clients who will spend days stressing over the font choice their materials use even though the ones they're considering all look pretty much the same. Now, these things do matter, but generally speaking, not as much as people think that they do. In the words of that TikTok audio that's been around for a while, no one's going to know. No one's going to know the difference between the fonts Poppins and Sophia Pro, and they certainly aren't going to care. And I say that as a designer. These things matter a lot less than you think they do. And if you don't learn to let go of that maximizing mindset at least a little bit, if you don't learn to make more effective decisions, it's going to eat you alive. As a solopreneur slash small business owner, there are simply too many decisions to be made, and this leaves little time for inaction and indecision. There is no room for doubt, regret, and rumination. Those things expend time and energy, both of which are more precious than gold to us business owners. All right, so clearly you can see how maximizing isn't really a good thing most of the time. So now that you know this, you're probably like, okay, 
how do I stop it? How do I stop being a maximizer? How do I stop searching for the best thing? Well, if you are prone to this whole maximizing mindset, you got to stop sweating the small stuff. And it may not be easy. It's not something that you're probably going to be able to let go of all at once. But I do want to share some tips that can kind of help keep you in line, help keep you in check and help you resemble more of a satisficer than a maximizer when you're making those decisions. So our first step is be self-aware. This is the first step for so many things. And if you're a maximizer, learn to recognize the pattern. Learn to recognize the overthinking, the analysis paralysis that typically shows up here. And when you're able to quickly identify these behaviors and put a name to it, like, oh, hey, I'm maximizing now. When you can do that, it's easier to put a stop to it. So in real life, how this shows up for me is I'm sitting there, I'm on the Yelp app, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh gosh, like I've been, I've been doing this for a while. Let me close the app. Let me put my phone down and let me just make a decision. I can recognize when I'm spending too much time attempting to make a small potato decision. Another helpful tip is narrowing your options. Since too many choices can overwhelm us and get us stuck in this holding pattern of not making a decision at all, reduce your choices. Instead of trying to decide between like a dozen breweries that you can go to or could go to, narrow it down to two. We have brewery X or we have brewery Y. There are no other choices. Those are the only ones and the other options that were out there are no longer a factor. Then we have to make our decision irreversible. According to the pro, Barry Schwartz, being allowed to change our minds actually increases the odds that we will change our minds. Now, this one actually surprised me. But if the experts say it's true, I will accept it. And I think with this, when we accept that our decision is final, I think it helps us be more present in the moment. We're able to better experience the outcome rather than getting stuck in our heads and comparing to what could have been and playing the whole what if game. That's never helpful. So it's just easier if we accept that our decision is final and there are no takesy backsies, <laughs> whatever. And then also focus on a mindset of abundance rather than a mindset of scarcity. And I noticed the relationship between maximizing and feelings of scarcity in myself. So what I did is I actually looked this up. I wanted to see if there was any research that supports this. And there was. I'm, I'm amazed. So there's a 2018 article published in the Journal of Consumer Psychology. The study acknowledges that maximizing has been shown to activate feelings of scarcity. I know that kind of sounds like a lot of jargon. Let's get out of the research. Let's get back to the world of beer. Okay, so what helps me relax and stop maximizing is realizing that there will be other opportunities out there. There are going to be other chances to go out for a drink. This is hopefully not the last beer that I ever get to drink or the last brewery that I ever get to go to. There are going to be more. There are going to be more afternoons to go out and get a beer. So whatever brewery I decide I'm picking this afternoon doesn't really matter. It's not a life-altering decision. 
Shifting my mindset from scarcity to abundance makes me realize that even if this decision isn't perfect, there are going to be other opportunities again. So even if I choose Brewery X and Brewery X is not as good as Brewery Y, which actually we don't know because we didn't choose Brewery Y, so why are we wasting time thinking about it? But even if it's not that good, it doesn't matter, you know? And also, I have an abundance of other good things going on in my life. So if I make the, quote, wrong decision about where to drink my afternoon beer, it's like I said before, it's small potatoes. It doesn't really matter. And lastly here, listen to your intuition. So data, information, Yelp reviews, etc. they are all important. I know, I love them. But what does your gut say? There has to be a point when we tune out the noise and we focus on using our internal compass. Develop and strengthen the connection to your intuition. This is easier said than done, of course. It's a topic for another episode. I'm not an expert, so I'm not going to put that episode out there. But it's so important to work on listening to your intuition. I've spent the past half year or so working on this, and it has helped me make bigger moves in my business than I have in recent history. So if you find that you don't always listen to your gut, or you don't even know what your intuition sounds like, I definitely recommend putting in the time to work on that aspect of yourself. Now, before we finish up here, I do want to acknowledge that there are certainly some times, there are some decisions when it is beneficial to take a more maximizing approach than taking the approach of the satisficer. So for example, if you're making a huge decision, like buying a house, I would definitely argue that it's important to carefully consider all of your options, you know, get out the data, look at the information, analyze it, make a spreadsheet, do all that, weigh all the factors. This is certainly likely to lead to a better outcome than buying the first house you see, deeming it good enough, right? (laughs) But of course, most decisions in life are not this important. And so it would certainly benefit us in general to take a step back and become more satisfying in nature. We will be a lot better off for it overall. And that's going to wrap up this episode. I would absolutely love to hear from you regarding this topic. So if any of this resonated with you, let me know. Maybe you're like, yep, I'm a maximizer. I'm glad I have a name for it now. That's me. Or maybe you are more of a satisficer already, in which case, what's your secret? We would love to know. (laughs) How has maximizing affected the decisions you make? Or how has satisficing affected the decisions you make for better or for worse? I don't know. You tell me. I would really like to hear from you. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bite Size Strategy. I hope it was helpful. If you're interested in learning more snackable bites like this, follow the podcast. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. If you follow the podcast, that will help ensure that you never miss an episode. And I would really like to see you again here next week. So go ahead and do that. All right, guys, that's a wrap. I will see you next week.